0: Excellence français. Head over to HomeThreads.com today and live your best Real Housewives life. Go to homethreadscom scrolls and get a code for 15% off your first order. Again, that's homethreadscom scrolls for a 15% off code off your first order. HomeThreads. Love where you live. You may give 100%, but I show it.
1: (laughs) You can run, but you can't hide from my deep dive.
0: (gasps) Oh, you guys, I love a rhyme. Nothing makes me feel better when I'm having a case of the Mondays and so is most of the Bravo community today been hearing a little bit of a rhyme, you guys. It's Andy's Girls. It's episode 141, and I'm so excited to have a new guest to the People's People's Couch, whose Instagram account I just die for it is equal parts interesting funny fact-based and we'll get into some fact-based information hopefully soon enough Mm -hmm. uh but guys welcome to andy's girls eliza from face reality 16 on ig eliza how are you
1: i'm doing great thank you so much for having me i'm so excited
0: oh my god thank you so much for being here Yes. Oh my God! So am I. It's a little <laughs> mutual appreciation society, and there we are. Um, so listen, there's so much that's happened in the last couple hours. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we should hop to it and discuss some of this stuff. Um, I, did you go to BravoCon in 2019?
1: I did. Yeah. What
0: was your favorite? Oh my like, God! Did you go to the full? Did you go to the full? Um, so uh, I missed, I
1: missed Friday, but I did, Mm -hmm. but I did go to watch what happens live, which that would probably be my highlight. I mean, it was just like Mm -hmm. such a, you know, so much at once and such a Mm -hmm. nice way to start it off. But I mean, the Vanderpump party was a great time too. I don't know. It was, it was very overwhelming for me. I didn't expect to be like, have to process it because I thought I'd just Mm -hmm. dive in and be like. This is my heaven, but mm-hmm. I, at some times I was like, I don't know what to do. There's 25 different options, you know, there's so many options, but I tried to just go through it as, as it came and enjoy it.
0: I, I. I hear you. Um, I do sort of wish that I had been able to do the Dorobics mm-hmm. when Dorinda was doing some delightful cardio and old school, um, uh, some old school 80s ensemble with Andy. Um, but I went to the Orange County mm-hmm. panel because I uh, possibly problematically, but stand for Shan. So I like wanted right. to her in an action. <laughs> and I thought the Dorinda thing was just going to be like her like leading in something something. I didn't realize what it entailed. And when I heard about it, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, that's not going to happen in the same way again.
1: Yeah, it was a, it was amazing. And it was also a full weekend of FOMO because there was nothing mm. you had to miss something for the most part. Yeah. But for like the evening stuff, like there was always something you're like, oh, I don't know. And but I mean, it was I'm kind of itching to get back because I have more of an idea of like, okay, this is, you got to really like decide what you're going to do.
0: Yeah, and I think our community is feeling a little bit of FOMO today. Bravo announced this afternoon that uh, the 2021 BravoCon, which obviously had been rescheduled from, well 2020 didn't happen so 2021's BravoCon which had been scheduled for this coming October has been postponed until 2022 because of unfortunately the delta variant and the numbers being what they are both in our country but also our state you and I both live in New York mm-hmm. and uh it's not it's it is what it is right now I think for anyone producing any kind of large scale event that really does need to be held indoors. It's not an outside event. I think really difficult decisions are being made. And I think they made the exact right one. It's disappointing to, I'm sure all of us, but I really think they did, they made the safest possible decision for an event of that size with thousands and thousands and thousands of attendees.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think about if I had to decide if I was going or not, that would have been harder because, you know, mm-hmm. being like, do I want to go, especially, yeah, I mean, who knows, October, we don't, it could be totally right better, but there's, even a month from now, we're still like, well, I don't know what's going to happen, so it's kind of nice to have the decision made for us, but it just mm-hmm. sucks that it's the way things are right now.
0: I completely agree I am very happy that I didn't have to be in the position to make one and we're saying this as two people who live in this state uh-huh. you know BravoCon is obviously scheduled for New York City and it's like I can't imagine I'm sure there are a lot of people that bought you know even though tickets hadn't gone on sale people were buying flights I'm sure uh-huh. and hotels hopefully all of that is refundable yeah. um and obviously that's a chance that you're taking regardless if you haven't been able to buy a ticket to an event yet but people wanted to stay on top of this and understandably so and so i just you know hope that anyone who made any kind of travel arrangement um is able to uh you know reschedule hopefully yeah. for next year I it's know. unfortunate yeah. it is what it is yeah it's sad it's a sad moment um and in some other scheduling related news the joke in the bravo world was that I mean, not really a joke, but kind of amazing, was that BravoCon was going to be held over two days in October, and then the Monday immediately following was the scheduled start date of Jen Shaw's trial, which isn't funny, but that timing is hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And now that's possibly being rescheduled.
1: Yeah, I saw that. Maybe December or something, push back.
0: Right, a little bit later, and... You know, I guess her legal team just left aside Mm -hmm. from, I think, a single attorney. Do you have any info on that?
1: So from my, I mean, it really probably happened three hours ago or so that the news dropped. But from my understanding was her like big time lawyers dropped her Mm -hmm. and she's left with just like the smaller time attorneys, whatever. And I guess in the position she's in, that's very, very bad news for her because not only that, but her assistant is most likely going to flip and give all the information that he has on her to um, the prosecutors to lower his sentence and will most likely make hers worse.
0: And I think he's, this could all be wrong, guys. I apologize. I have a (laughs) spiritual law degree, but I, from what I understand, so he's not going to be a part of the trial they're going to be able to settle in advance because he is uh, allegedly going to be a huge help in turning, is it called state's evidence? I don't even know. Yeah. Guys, I'm so sorry. But like in, I'm trying to remember law and order. Testimony. And like my dad yeah. About, right? Yeah. yeah like he, Those it's, words, Jen's yeah. fault is yeah. the Same. TLDR is that she's she's going to be in a little bit of a pickle and she had talked on social I think pretty recently about her intention to go to BravoCon, So, Oh yeah.
1: She's living life. Like this is a traffic ticket is how I, from what she shows <laughs> us. It's like, Oh, I drove five miles over the speed limit and it's no big deal guys. And we're like, okay.
0: Yeah. It's, it feels a little bit sometimes like Beverly Hills, which is obviously a prestige show is also a little bit of a test case for the women in Salt Lake city, because you know, the cast gets to see how we, the community viewers at large um, react to someone giving someone grace, someone needing more information, someone asking for asking questions. And obviously it's a, much different situation but how do you resolve unres seemingly unresolvable you know questions that maybe only one person will ever really know
1: yeah it's uh I mean it's amazing on the side of entertainment (laughs) I have to like just shut off that side of my brain that wants to like figure everything out on the on the you know the side that's like I just want to be entertained I cannot get enough of it and and I feel like we're just on the cusp of like the Jen Shaw like we've had so much Erica stuff lately Mm -hmm. and Jen Shaw stuff kind of like trickling in and we're not forgetting about it but that show is about to get into gear and that's Mm -hmm. gonna be the next focus of all of us who can't help but read into everything and wonder okay what does this mean and when look at the timelines and look at this and that and um it's it's very I I don't know I learned more about law from between Brittany Jen Shaw and Mm. Erica are like that I ever expected to learn not that I'm an expert but I'm getting there (laughs)
0: <laughs> How, what would your elevator pitch be of your Instagram page? Like at its heart, what, what is most interesting to you? What do you, what are you fascinated by? What do you like to talk about online and on social? Most especially,
1: I mean, so Bravo is definitely where it started, but it's, it's a lot of just like entertainment news. What's, what's the forefront of entertainment news. So I don't like, I don't follow a ton of it, but like Brittany, Jennifer, slash mm, <laughs> um, just I like, like Benjamin and especially especially nostalgia because that was the stuff that was like big when I first started going online and looking at entertainment sites and also just like tabloids so I, I grew up my my mom was a three time a week tabloid purchaser so I was always oh. you know looking through the people magazine or the and so it feels like this is kind of an extension of that. I've created my own version of all those things I think um, but but I Bravo just gives us everything.
0: When did your Bravo journey begin? What show ha- got you hooked?
1: I I feel like I always watched New York being wow. in New York and um, and i I remember you know one season would end and I sometimes I'd be like, I'm not gonna watch this one. I, I'm not I don't care. I don't know these people. I I don't care about these people. And then slowly <laughs> but surely it'd be like, you know, it they they learn how to get 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 you in, like they time it just right. So, oh if you like this show, here's this one. And um as far as my page started. Oh, let's see. My Instagram started three years ago, but maybe two, one or two years earlier, um, they used to have those social edition shows. I don't know if, if you remember, like before the, sh- the new episode aired, they do a social edition and they would show tweets and things from fans about the yes. show. Yes. So I'd watch that and I'm like, I want to sit, you know, I'd have all these comments <laughs> that I would think of and I'm like, I'm never going to get picked for this unless I make up a Twitter so I started with Twitter and then it turned into Instagram because I started making more like meme and video type things I just felt like I had to catch up with everything eventually you know I had to watch all the shows and
0: when it comes to housewives do you feel like you have a spiritual housewife this is one of my favorite questions to ask which isn't necessarily your favorite housewife it doesn't have to be your favorite and oftentimes it's not it's like the housewife that you feel yourself connected to for better or worse maybe they make similar choices that you make that you're trying to like work through Mm -hmm. or you sort of aspire to respond to situations dynamics maybe even conflict in the way that they. do where you just feel like you have a connection with
1: someone Mm -hmm. um so like sonia i definitely Mm. feel connected to as far as the way she you know is, is loves to be the clown but at the same time has this like depth and like sadness to her where yeah you know she wants to make people laugh and she wants to be accepted but at the same time deep down she really doesn't feel those things and I feel like that would be. I mean, I just and I love her too. But I also a lot of that I think comes from feeling so like having such a relatable um, personality to mine. So, mm-hmm. and then like as far as aspiring, you know, it's usually the the ones I aspire are the ones that are complete opposites to me. That like can just say anything, and Bethany's not a housewife anymore but business-wise and like oh totally and and, you know nothing stopped her nothing got Mm -hmm. her you know obviously things got her down but she has not slowed down for anyone and I really I really admire that and I don't know if I have as much of that but I would love to have a little piece of it It would be helpful (laughs) like unapologetic you know
0: I completely get that. I mean, the Sonia of it all, it's an interesting time in which to even discuss Mm Sonia because the most recent episode of New York, which I were recording this Monday night, I literally just watched it today. I had to really procrastinate like a motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Um, So essentially watched it shortly before we recorded because I just needed to kind of get through it, but I was putting it off and it felt like maybe not a classic episode of New York. I certainly wouldn't say that, but it felt like an episode of New York, Yeah, which is something of an upgrade. What were your thoughts? What are your thoughts on the season so far? And what were your thoughts specifically on the Sonia of it all when it came to, um, you know,
1: some awkwardness on,
0: on this week's mm-hmm. up?
1: Yeah, this week was interesting for Sonia. I was, honestly, I had to watch it a couple of times because I was like, did mm. she have a three I'm um, you know like I I catch, I didn't catch I was like is she oh. saying they did hook up with the girlfriend or I'm confused but um yeah I mean it's it's so one thing I I realized watch this week I thought was great it was ridiculous and like mm-hmm. kind of frustrating but it was amazing uh-huh. like I realized you've got maybe not Ebony but these four women who are all And and Ebony, too, want to be the star. They think of themselves as a star. So Luann's doing her video. Ramona's thinking she can direct the video. Like, to be in a room with those women during that music video must, as a professional who's trying to do your job, must have been, like, tested every ounce of patience they have. And I just was imagining that watching today. Because I did rewatch, too, today. And just, like... Oh man, they—they're like, okay, okay, yep, thank you. Like they're really trying to like get everyone out of the way, but there's not, there's no such thing as that with you know Leah's mm-hmm. dogs running in. But uh, yeah, Sonia, I don't, I don't know what. I mean, it was funny to me that she was trying to like create this storyline and that they caught, they figured it all out and it wasn't, and that she could still laugh at herself. I mean, some of the housewives might have been like, screw you, you know, went mm-hmm. off and. It's kind of what I love about New York is that for the most part, they can laugh almost anything off. Like they rarely get stuck on anything, um, Mm -hmm. have their own egos. Yeah, (laughs) that's that's a good point. That's that's a great point. But I don't know, just having them being on so long, you've gotten to know who they are and, and the things that you might've detested about them in the beginning now it's just like wow Luann is just wow is she Luann
0: I mean the Sonia element when it came to that threesome moment it was a tough watch in the sense that it felt like Lou and Ramona were relishing in catching Sonia in a lie Mm -hmm. related to her alcohol consumption so like what a what an interesting choice for Lou but it mm-hmm. was like the humiliation of it like you can tell that Sonia is sort of maybe misrepresenting what happened and maybe she's embarrassed and maybe she wanted the women to think that she slept with this guy and maybe she did but possibly she didn't and watching her kind of stumble to close the door and try to laugh it off and these women are just like
1: and I, yeah. just
0: being awful to her in that moment it's like it's hard when Sonia is the butt of the joke and not actually involved in the joke you know like Sonia likes to make fun of herself and sometimes that's maybe to like skip in front of these women in line and this week was a tough example of what happens when she's not
1: yeah I mean all it took was that one little Instagram clip and they figured it all out but yeah, I, and it's also the cameras. You know, she mm-hmm. wants us to see her as Sonia, the deal closer, or whatever. Like yes. she could get any guy, and it's like who? Okay. You you can get most guys, Sonia. Like we know you're okay in that situation. Like turned out to be funny, but and also Sonia's doing more of this, like standing up herself, standing mm-hmm. in her ground. So maybe in the past she would have laughed it off and said, no, nothing happened. But she's trying to really come off as like stronger and create her own narrative, I guess. And it Mm -hmm. kind of got screwed up because she got caught in a lie.
0: Totally. And I feel like the reverse happened in her business meeting where her partner who we've been watching for so many years and then the other person who's there, I don't remember either of their name. I just, their faces are going to be... Seeped in my memory because it just once again felt like a really uh, another awkward moment where Sonia partners with these people who are not I ideal. Don't have her best
1: interest, yeah.
0: And they just keep telling her she's going to be Martha Stewart, but like based on what does that even mean? I know we heard that on Potomac, we heard it on. New York and it's like what what does that mean does that just mean rich does that mean successful are you working with people who you think have have any of these people actually worked for Martha Stewart or are we just looking at her as the celebrity win
1: I feel like it's an excuse too to have such a broad market where you're like you can Mm -hmm. do anything clothes toaster ovens you're the Martha Stewart (laughs) like you know like put your name on everything it's like she got there starting somewhere so like anyone who wants to be the next Martha Stewart has to start with the niche and then grow from there and it seems like I mean so unfortunate what happened with Century 21 it's just like I, mm-hmm. I it didn't even affect me financially but it's so like it hurts my heart like of all people I wanted to but also her business has its own like shady Challenges. issues with it yeah like what, what where are the clothes coming from who's designing them are you just putting your name on them who knows but
0: I yeah. mean, even unrelated to the design it's like god forbid century 21 had continued and there would have been a lot of money it appears unlikely that she would have gotten a lot of that if they're right. saying that for example um you know she should have made eighty thousand dollars, but lawyers took sixty and apologies if I have that those numbers yeah, wrong that's but they that's an indicator that something is very, very wrong in uh how they're paying out a consultant's lawyer or something else it just
1: like they're it, taking it advantage an, yeah. of her name and her yeah like oh well we need this and we need that and no one's really overseeing do we really do they really need all those things and yeah
0: completely and I think it's unfortunate that you know we're watching this dynamic play out where Sonia will partner with Anyone who tells her maybe the most positive thing that she would want to hear. And then, mm-hmm. of course, she gets frustrated when it's like, yeah, these people who maybe couldn't deliver still aren't delivering. And yet, and I don't know the, the terms of her deal with them, but I don't understand why you would want to continue a partnership with someone who is so seemingly disinterested terrified uncomfortable whatever about showing you the books yeah I mean if it's under her name I don't think that's a big deal
1: no or at the very least you know have yeah I mean Ramona I don't know if Ramona's the best choice but have someone close to her you know how is it that she doesn't have access that just doesn't make sense to me
0: I felt like in the in in terms of the, the goal of that um, meeting, I felt like Ramona was actually a really good choice because yeah. Ramona's background and from what we saw in the early seasons of New York with like the, I'm going to fuck up what it was that she did, but like the buying and selling of uh, stock, right. And uh-huh. yeah, and plus yeah. her other businesses, but like where she made her money in the fashion world, I mean, I think she can... Sense bullshit, and that's in in those yeah. terms. And was the right person, I think, to have in the room. Yeah. I would say Ramona, or maybe Leah, because okay. of Leah's background. um But Ramona, to me, made a lot of sense. It was just, it was, it's just really awkward. Like I don't. It, it's an unfortunate thing because I think so many of us do want Sonia to be successful, but. She just may not be the kind of business person that we want her to be. I mean, that's ultimately how she wound up in this financial Mm Michigas to begin with, the John Travolta deal, because she wanted to be a movie producer and she Mm -hmm. just ended up being a really bad deal. And maybe our expectations for her are not in line with what she wants, you know?
1: And that is another layer of her that I really relate to where you want mm-hmm. to do what you think everyone wants you to do instead of what mm-hmm. you really want to do and like clothes or even the cabaret, which I would love to see, but at the same time, are you doing this? Cause you want to do it or because, and who knows if it's what the validity of that is, but
0: mm-hmm. is she
1: doing cabaret just to compete with Lou and like, you know, like how, it's another example of, you know, what do you really want to do? And mm-hmm. whether it's the most profitable thing or not, if you really want to do it, you'll be more successful than if you just try to do what everyone else is doing. And it seems like she's stuck also, in that. And also,
0: what happened to the toaster ovens? Didn't she at one point say she had a warehouse? This is like years ago, I think. But she had like a warehouse of toaster ovens. Where did they go? That's All of lot us lot of would buy yeah. one.
1: Yeah. I don't
0: know I just want her to I just want her to be okay but it's so ultimately up to her it's just unfortunate that the support system that I think she deserves seemingly has so much fun at you know exacerbating these things that if you were a friend I don't know there's one thing about like making light of a situation or a person's mistake or something, but to gleefully delight in the idea that this person is trying to massage over the truth, which could be the fact that she was like passed out in a stranger's hotel room and to not let her just get away with saying she stripped a guy just like, you know, we've all had those moments. It's Mm -hmm. like, just let her.
1: Yeah. Just let her say,
0: yeah, and like be shady in a confessional. Do we really need right. to like laugh her down as she tries to quietly close a door?
1: You know, yeah. it was
0: it yeah. was kind of
1: it Very was bully, of a little bit of a downer. Bully, like, yeah. yeah,
0: it was a tough a tough moment, but at least a, a. I mean, I don't know that I would call it. I don't know what to call it, but it felt like an episode. Is all I can say. It felt like it fit fit an episode yeah. model. I mean, the, in that it was uh,
1: one. Yeah, uh, over and over takes of. Christmas mm-hmm. video and like you know it was also very subliminal where they're like beating that song into your head because it's in mm-hmm. my head now and I'm yeah. you know I mean because they went over did the line over and over and over I'm like and okay this song is now like an earworm and I mean yeah there was a lot <laughs> of funny parts about it but it was yeah that part was a little hard to watch like you said
0: yeah And then, speaking of something that maybe wasn't necessarily hard to watch, but I found, I mean, the exact opposite of hard to watch. I was so fascinated with it, I I simply cannot even begin, but here we go. I mean, this week of Beverly Hills, both the show, the after show... It's the second episode of this season's Beverly Hills uh, after show, and the second episode to do a two parter. So it's 25 minutes of content. Last week was 20 minutes plus. Unbelievable. Um, I mean Sutton is like a superstar on it because you can tell she's like what the actual fuck is going on with Erica and Garcelle is just like Yes, you be the one to say it I'm gonna nod um, mm. how can you give us a little bit of a summary of what happened regarding Lisa Rinna's IG story about the episode and we can kind of work
1: from there. Right. So I think it was shortly after the episode aired Mm -hmm. when she just posted uh, something like, oh, well, they cut out the fight that Erica had with the producer or the yelling match that Erica had with the producer. But bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. I don't know. It was kind of. It was definitely vague. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm about to get in trouble. Three, two, one or whatever. She said that. But. And then, I mean, afterwards, I was really surprised to see, like, People Magazine report on it and say that they had a source saying that this happened. And Because originally, I thought maybe she was just joking, like, saying, Mm -hmm. oh, Erica didn't back down like Denise did, was what I, like, that was the vibe I was getting, where she was just saying, like, oh, Erica could have said bravo, bravo, fucking bravo, and have a fight with the producer, but she didn't. But then Mm -hmm. these sources started coming out, and I was like, I don't. I don't understand at all. It, it. None of it is making sense to me.
0: So I completely agree, and I also was like, I don't. I had. Such a different idea of what was happening that then shifted three times over as new information was coming in, which I think best exemplifies the season of Beverly Hills, which is a complete prestige season. But there's so much information that's constantly happening, not only with the legal stuff, but just cast reactions and everything else. It's a little bit of a... um, I don't know, like a Mm hailstorm, honestly, sometimes of updates. So it can be hard to kind of figure out, wait, what is the difference between these two? So Lisa Rinna on IG stories posted uh, an IG story that was her own little Kim K Snapchat moment where she was, we knew she would disappear it soon enough. But um, so she posted on IG stories. Dang it. I wish they had shown the screaming fight between the producer and Erica last night on the show in, I don't know how to pronounce it. La
1: La Quinta. Oh my God,
0: guys. I'm so sorry. I, I took are... French. I'm a nightmare. I I'm so sorry. Um, and then it continues. Now that would have been Epic TV. Too bad. Bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. I'll get in trouble for this in five, four, three, two, one with a little like winky, laughy emoji. And I was immediately like, oh, my God, this doesn't make any sense. But it seemed to me like, is she trying to do something modestly shady toward Erica? Because obviously an idea of a screaming fight between a producer and Erica doesn't look great for Erica, except Erica shortly thereafter then reposted it. And then page six, this is like the true um, C-SPAN edition of Andy Scrolls. Then an insider exclusively told Page Six that, in fact, the point of the post was to poke a little bit at production, which is also where Erica Jane's anger at Garcelle was actually directed. That Garcelle was an unfortunate surrogate, an unwilling one, but a surrogate through which Erica was channeling her anger. Um, and so this piece goes on and says that Erica felt like she was betrayed by producers, that she felt like they took audio um, and cut and pasted it, uh, cut, cut and pasted it in a way that was manipulative um, and that she felt upset that Garcelle was told what to say three times about bringing up the phone call and took the bait She's uh, the article, which was obviously leaked by literally her or Layla, maybe the dog. um, (laughs) They had three different conversations about the same subject. What they didn't show is that Erica and Crystal had a private conversation where no cameras were on. Producers heard it via their mics when they got in the car. Producers said they overheard it and asked Crystal to ask Erica on camera. Bravo didn't want to do the fourth wall and pulled a quote-unquote fast one, and that Garcelle, as we know, was never actually part of the conversation, and that's why footage of the women walking was shown with the voiceover, Uh, and then someone else close to production, probably someone inside of production, said that Erica's reaction to Garcelle was genuine. Anyway, it's incredibly confusing about which audio was was taken, and was it, was the audio of them walking back to the car real and then it was just so happened that they didn't use the audio of Erica saying, don't tell anybody about this. And Garcelle wasn't there. It's Uh, yeah. It's all a mess. Um, my question to you is why do you think Erica aside from the betrayal reacted to this being brought up in her circle of friends in the way that
1: she did? so confusing to me why she would if if the fact that Tom calls her every day which is really sad um is such a you know deep dark secret why is she telling to Crystal who she just met recently versus Kyle and Lisa and Dorit or has she told them and they understand not to say that or talk about it But Crystal and Garcelle are more likely to be like, well, so wait, you do talk to him. You know what I mean? Like, it almost seems the way Lisa was sitting there with her head down next Mm -hmm. to her didn't seem like this was new information to Lisa. It seemed like she's known this and there was an agreement not to talk about it. Kyle seemed more surprised that it was being brought up than that it was. A fact to me. I don't know. That would be my only explanation, um, because they're so close. It doesn't make sense that they wouldn't know. It wasn't that. It wasn't that they found out. It was that the cameras were getting all these, lay, all these times that she's saying it in different ways. But I think she's mad because it's easier to get caught in a lie when you're getting asked the same question three times in a row. That's why mm. I think she's mad. To be honest, because. You get asked once, you can make something up. You get asked twice, you have to keep up with your story. And then three times, and now you have to, now you're mad because you have to keep your story straight. And that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from that. Is like, maybe she did talk to him, even though she said she didn't. And that could screw up something in the courts. <laughs> I just went all over the place. I no, I love that you're Didn't in the
0: right. I? No, you're the you're the you're in the right spot. Trust me. Welcome to Annie's girls. Um, I think that I don't know that her friends knew. Okay. I think that was part of the tension. Yeah, I really don't. Rinna maybe is removed from this because they are the closest, seemingly, mm-hmm. um, of any of Erica's other friends in that cast. But I don't actually know that Rinna knew, it, mm-hmm. and it felt like. Uh it felt like a compl- uh, a muddier addition to an already dirty explanation and narrative about what is going on with her relationship with Tom and to go from what she said, I don't know, 24 hours earlier or whenever about he's cheating, he's uh, uh, awful, he's cruel, yeah. which can all be true and what she said on the mountain hilltop whatever, uh, he doesn't know Know, where he is, he's completely altered. He um, begins conversations the same way over and over again. All of that can be true, but when you're also saying that he's calling and leaving messages saying he wants you to come back, and you're already presenting to us this updated narrative that, like, Tom is very cold and you're dealing with some friendship whiplash of these women being like, wait, what? Like, what What was the actual nature of your marriage? And also, you don't know how to use a debit card and you've never been to a bank. Like, it's all a lot of, it's all in such enormous conflict mm-hmm. to the kind of person that they thought she was or would be in a relationship that adding this latest wrinkle is like, wait, what is actually going on? And why doesn't she want her friends to know why would she tell that to Garcelle Mm -hmm. and um, Crystal specifically who are the least close to her just because of simply not having been on the show as long. Mm -hmm. Is that why you were uh, felt safer in that moment to share? Like what there was an obvious strategic reason why she didn't tell her Mm -hmm. friends. Mm -hmm. But what what was it? Because that's a total separate thing from production, wanting it to be spoken about on camera. I get her frustration about it, but I truly do not understand why she didn't want her friends to know. And I also really appreciated Dorit, who kind of like fucked the landing at the end of the episode. But during a confessional was like why doesn't Erica trust me? Mm -hmm. I mean, that would be my question if I was a friend of hers. Mm -hmm. Why doesn't my friend trust me? And Mm -hmm. every single time she shares information, it's it's a diametric opposition Mm -hmm. of what she had just said, which doesn't mean she's lying, but it's like, why are you being this withholding? Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, But really, Hills is so frustrating because it's, A it's taken this long, it's taken this level of a scandal to finally Mm -hmm. be talked about. There's been so many scandals that have never been talked about on this show, Mm -hmm. but this one cannot be avoided for obvious reasons. I mean, if they avoided it, it would be done. It's too massive, Mm -hmm. but it's a massive, massive scandal. I mean, and so for example, for Dorit to say, you know, instead of why didn't you tell us that he calls you? She says to Garcelle, why would you bring that up? You know, it's like, what, what, why are we going in this direction? I don't know if that's Mm -hmm. just her, like, trying to, that's just with her. But I mean, it's Mm -hmm. also like, is that just her angle on the show is to like Mm -hmm. question, you know, the low hanging fruit is Erica. Obviously there's so much going on. So go for the less low hanging fruit and say, well, why are you questioning or I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. its so confusing, but it's always been that way. They've always kind of like gotten mad at LVP for sharing that Dorit gave up a dog instead of getting mad at Dorit for giving up a dog. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. the actual evil act has been not as bad as talking about the evil act. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. And that's kind of Hollywood. I mean, in general, if you look at It's changing, but as far as, you know, in a broader sense, it's point the finger at the right person that will keep you in the right position. I don't know.
0: I mean, it's interesting, you know, in the scenes for next week, we see this move that Sutton's making or even this conversation that Sutton's making that is so shocking and that I'm in full support of just Mm -hmm. even in having the conversation of like, I don't know if I want to film with this person. Right? Who knows if she's speaking informally that she's saying this is something that I'm considering or she's just saying it out loud. But it is something that I think a lot of people have questions about when it comes to who is going to speak up for the voice of the audience. So often the Greek chorus is so important and it's like, who's doing that right now in Beverly Hills. I think people are doing aspects of it, but I don't know that there's one voice that's speaking on behalf of the audience. And I think the person who's going to do it best when it comes to really trying to rebut some of what we're hearing a little bit about the Eric of it all is Sutton. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's a really important role that, will come at great cost to her Mm -hmm. when Erica finds out. But in the meantime, it's like, well, at least we have somebody who's pushing back on this because Mm -hmm. there's so much, there's so many questions about the life that we thought we understood for so many years Mm -hmm. being, based on fraud that it was a lie even the idea uh, and there might be good reason for this but even the idea of how she discussed her relationship it doesn't mean that it just sounds like a very tough difficult relationship and when it comes to trying to figure out why she's not talking about the fact that he calls her I don't know how much of her explosion is being mad at production, which I agree with. And also just mad that she constantly has to clean up, whether it's after her husband or after her own narrative about her husband, which Mm -hmm. doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that she was lying, but I, she is withholding, you know, Mm -hmm. like at Mm -hmm. best she's withholding. And it would be helpful to see some people, who thought they were good friends with her, like a little bit more of the Dorit confessional. And obviously we're going to get more of this Sutton rebuttal of like the, it's actually not okay. What's happening right now. And the level of involvement of just even being witness to this and not being able to push back is just not enough.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. And also hearing also wanting to understand and hearing a story that never adds up i mean how do you what story do you believe if there's more than one that aren't the same it's just i can i feel like that's really what sutton's doing is just kind of adding up the contradictions and being like well you said this and then you said this and so which one is it um and from some of the previews you can see Erica getting pretty angry pretty quickly. I mean, obviously they're previews, we don't know, but usually that's a sign that someone would rather not answer to, you know, their own contradictions and just want you they just want you to just gloss over it and get over it and not not ask questions.
0: Um, and speaking of, I do have a question for you about the arc of it all. But first, I do want to give a little bit of a shout out to the sponsor of this mm-hmm. week's episode. Ooh, <laughs> uh, the new podcast Jeff Lewis has issues. Did you watch Flipping Out? By the way,
1: um, I've watched some of it. Yeah, I, I don't. I think I watched up the most recent, more recent episodes
0: prestige. It's mm-hmm. prestige. Yeah. It's like oh, yeah. very, very, very good escapist mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, TV. Highly recommend. And uh, as some of us may know, Jeff Lewis from the hit Bravo series flipping out in his serious XM radio show, Jeff Lewis live. Jeff is now bringing all of us a brand new podcast. We think you'll love called Jeff Lewis has issues. Sidebar. I am so excited about this because I don't know why in my head I feel it somehow connected with a top tier prestige season of Shaw's so far, but it feels like Shaw's is having like a little bit of a throwback like classic season and it makes me yearn a little bit for some of the classic Bravo shows that are outside of the housewives Mm -hmm. world. And I put Jeff Lewis into that bucket. So Mm -hmm. I'm so excited about, right. I'm so excited about his new pod, whether it's drama with family and friends to parenting or relationships, there's no denying Jeff Lewis has issues. Jeff is joined each week by friends, experts and celebs from Tamra judge and Jackie Schimmel to judge Lauren Lake. Patty Stanger, and others as they take a no-holds-barred deep dive into every detail of Jeff's life, Come for the laughs and leave feeling so much better about your own life. Thank you so much for that, Jeff. Mm -hmm. Check out Jeff Lewis has issues. You can subscribe now on Stitcher, Pandora, Apple podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Like, you know, Uh, the one you're listening to now. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you so much. Jeff Lewis has issues. Speaking of issues, when it comes to questions surrounding Erica, I have just a foundational question, which I think is really unfair of me to ask, but here we go. Do it. Noting that, right? Noting <laughs> that this is happening on reality TV and the women on Beverly Hills are archetypes especially. How do we feel about the ways that Erica lashes out at friends when she is like, At the brink, if not beyond. We saw it with Eileen. We're seeing it with Garcelle. We're going to see it with Sutton. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it happened another time and I can't think of it right now. I guess to read it, but I feel like that was kind of like deserved. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Hashtag Pantygate. But (laughs) how would you, how do you feel about the ways that Erica expresses anger which is typically aimed directly at someone as a little bit of a missile.
1: Mm. I mean, now that we know what we know as far as what she's talking about and what do we know is true? We don't, but Mm. we can kind of assume that her marriage was basically loveless. I mean, Mm -hmm. maybe there was some love early on, but it, Became very, and and her job was to create an illusion that it was amazing and everything was perfect. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of pressure on someone. So I can see how, you know, she kind of carries it all until she can't. And then something just knocks her off her feet. And her response is, I like to call it the wounded animal response, where, Mm -hmm. you know, someone might be just trying to help you, but you're a wounded person and you just kind of you know out of defense mm-hmm. think that you need to defend yourself when really you don't and this person's maybe not trying to help you but just try like Eileen that was completely there was no malintent there and she just became this you know she had she just lost it and you just it feels like someone who holds it together so long for so many you know for so many different things and then it gets too heavy eventually and she drops it and comes out as anger, but she's not angry at, you know, it's, it's misdirected anger. Of course it's, you know, mm-hmm. not at, seems like it was probably more directed towards the fact that she has to put on this facade.
0: Yeah. I think that's a really good point. I think the wounded animal analogy is really smart. I mean, there's like a viciousness That can come out of her, but it's coming from a place of, like, anxiety. yeah. Laced with, yeah, with pain. And obviously it doesn't make it okay, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. it is a little bit of an explainer into how she's processing this stuff. It's like she's waiting to be attacked, Mm -hmm. so she wants to be the first and loudest to attack back. The problem, though, is that she's either aiming incorrectly or she's not she's incapable of processing what's actually happening because Mm -hmm. the level of defensiveness is so high. And that leads to these moments. I mean, like, I don't know how I would react. And obviously I haven't been in the exact environment as this one, (laughs) not only having it being filmed for reality TV, but just the stakes being astronomically high Mm -hmm. in Erica's position and in her life right now. But I, I think Garcelle handled it in a way that was, so much more graceful obviously feeling a lot of hurt and I'm sure I would feel betrayed if I was Garcelle and somebody was coming out coming at me like that when you had the opposite intention but I don't know if I was in her shoes I would not have I would I don't know that I would have taken it the way that she was able to, it shows a level of just absolute maturity that sh- that Garcelle has that I maybe don't. Um, and by maybe Damn. I mean almost definitely <laughs> yeah. of like, I would probably, I would, you know, if Erica was barking at me, I would bark back. You know, like right. I don't know, I, and who knows what I would do in that situation? But, and I mean that in the not ideal, most not ideal possible. <laughs> <last laughs> but I don't want anyone speaking to me in right. the tone that she did. And I don't know. My personality type is typically uh, to take it and deescalate. But I don't know with Erica. I I just don't know how I would have responded
1: currently you know i on my page i've been collecting all sorts of ammo so i feel like if she Mm. had come at me like that it would be hard not to be like you know well what about x y and z if it was a close friend i not that garcelle and her are close but they're closer than Mm
0: -hmm. you know i i
1: understand why she got upset i might have with a close friend been really quick to just say sorry and back down so garcelle really just really did a great job at the middle ground of not reacting but also not backing down and and she didn't she didn't just grovel and apologize and say oh I you know because she knew from what it looked like that she didn't do anything wrong and I don't think she did anything wrong um, from what we saw they're trying to make it sound like producers were you know that she did do something wrong but it, it seemed like she was very confident that all she was doing was, saying something about, you know, a personal thing that she shared that she thought her close friends would like to hear as well and chime in, and that was it.
0: Yeah, and if my friend was telling me a month ago or whenever it was that my husband never cheated and never would and was right. saying it so directly and so explicitly and now a month later it's like well of course he was cheating of course why would you think anything else and maybe he even had a family in this house that I didn't know existed and it's like I would just honestly feel such whiplash and then to have that person lash out at me and it's like sweetie of the two of us also noting the chaos you've brought into this season because of this situation, regardless of your involvement in it. Like I get why you're lashing out, but also my God, take a single second and breathe.
1: Right. And Garcelle absolutely could have brought up a whole bunch of things. Mm -hmm. I don't, they're all showing so much self-control and it's, confusing to me because i'm like you know bring up this and bring up that but i guess it's kind of a fine line because they don't want her to just stop filming and pull you know they they need her there so it's like Mm -hmm. maybe they've been instructed to be a certain level of direct without pushing it to the point of she's done and and then we don't get anything so
0: I mean, I also just think there's so much shock, too. Right. Because this is right. like your friend, and friendship is obviously defi- mm-hmm. uh, defined in a variety of different ways. Uh, obviously, it's going to be a different kind of definition when you're filming on a reality TV mm-hmm. show, which is yeah. both personal and professional and all mm-hmm. about the mirage. And um, I think that they're doing their best to try to protect her and try to figure out a way to navigate it because it's just all so negative. Like, mm-hmm. If your franchise is all about diamonds and rosé and what's lurking underneath and you have this shitstorm that's like blowing up your season, I'm sure you want to protect and defend your friend and also figure out a way to navigate this Mm -hmm. because it's tricky territory to try to understand on the best of our days or Mm -hmm. at least mine Mm -hmm. and throw a camera crew in there. And it's like, okay, so now I have to. Try to figure out how to react to this in front of hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people when it comes to, you know, who's Mm -hmm. reading coverage about Mm -hmm. it. It's a lot. I mean, there's pressure. I see it online. There's pressure and criticism on all of them at all times. And some of that is deserved and some of it's coming from an understanding plate. It's coming out of frustration and anger on behalf of the actual and by actual, I mean, like, the burn victims, mm-hmm, people whose families mm-hmm, have mm-hmm. died, the people whose lives have been upended and ruined to pay for, who knows, a Cartier ring. I yeah. mean, it's, it's a difficult navigation, but also this is, it's a show about Erica's life, you know, several others, but Erica as well. It's tough. Yeah. It's
1: so tricky. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I think back to what Dorit said like as a friend it would be really hard to swallow knowing that you have been close with someone for however many years and now you're just learning a lot of things that you never knew about them but there's probably a lot more sympathy there you know mm-hmm. as far as oh wow this was really tough for you and this was I, I can see how they're giving her the benefit of the doubt um, and not looking at it as much as like from a detectives view like maybe Mm -hmm. all of us on Instagram are trying to do and more just like empathy and understanding that it's incredibly complicated and difficult and yeah hope I mean I'm sure they're all hoping that she was not complicit and that she because then that means they're friends with someone who would do all those things so it's that side of it
0: too totally i mean there could be some guilt or embarrassment and also the idea that regardless of her complicity Mm -hmm. uh, she benefited from Mm -hmm. this it's not even a question of did, did she benefit it's a question of is she going when slash is she going to acknowledge that she benefited off of his crimes in whatever way you can do legal i mean like that's a navigation that is probably among the most difficult to ponder Mm -hmm. for Erica. So we'll do it on her behalf because legally I could understand why she's like not going (laughs) to, would never go near it or at least not until, you know, someone's released the book. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, a la Teresa. Um, (laughs) But I just think, you know, it's a really difficult, complicated, complicated, nuanced situation and anyone that says they know exactly the answer and exactly what they would have done to me I, I think that's really great and I think you know let's see how that works out when you go on a reality tv show I think that that's so I think this is it's difficult enough to film this kind of show it's like with these dynamics I don't, it's choose your own adventure to hell mm-hmm. a little bit with this because yeah. there's no way to win when it comes mm-hmm. to her contemporaries, let alone for herself. I'm mm-hmm. less concerned with Erica winning,
1: mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm.
0: than just trying to understand a little bit more, which is why I really appreciated that Dorit confessional. Cause I mm-hmm. was like, it's so reminiscent of the moment with, the uh, during puppy gate, sorry guys, trigger warning, mm-hmm. but during the Puppygate gate reunion, when Teddy's saying some shit or whatever, and you know, Dorit's response is something along the lines of like, it's not that you didn't want to embarrass me. You just didn't want to be the only one to embarrass me. And it felt like Dorit in that confessional was bringing up yet another good kind of, uh, yet another criticism of someone else this time, Erica, not Teddy, but it really felt very true, which is, something that i don't know that we're going to see at the reunion these women don't really want to get Mm -hmm. too close to the fire with erica Mm -hmm. otherwise they'll get burned but there is the question of like what did friendship look to you Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. like regardless from a very complicated situation with tom just even as stuff is coming out i can't get there's so many questions and it's just like, who was this person that I was friends with? Mm-hmm, Cause mm-hmm. they're expecting me to understand exactly why they did these things, but I don't even understand what the thing is yet. You right.
1: Know? And they're learning new things every day about the marriage and day. the truth of it all. So it, yeah, it's almost like they have to kind of just be like neutrally supportive for no reason at all for no reason at all because you know i I don't know because the story is changing so much how do you you can't be conditionally supportive if the story is changing because your support can't depend on a certain fact Mm -hmm. when those facts are changing so Mm -hmm. often but you brought up Teresa, and that made me you know you think about when all that was going on there was really not the level of social media uh Mm -hmm. you know picking apart and it was obviously big in tabloids but this is another level where you have people just digging and digging and digging and i don't know if that made her more able to redeem her reputation or you know i don't know because we didn't really live it the same way um just the comparison it's hard to compare because a lot of people are saying like jen shaw's kind of thinking she can come out of this like Teresa, or i don't know if that's actually been said by her but actually it did didn't wasn't there a tweet (laughs) i think there's a tweet who even knows (laughs) but yeah just like you can't compare the two because or three whatever because that was just totally different time and and a different, yeah. totally different crime, too. But there's another rhyme for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I love a rhyme.
0: Rhyme and be rhymin'. Um, I, I think the Jen Shaw thing is interesting, the sitch of it all, because I think Jen Shaw's after in her head looks a lot like Erica Jane's before. Mm-hmm. You know, where mm-hmm. she's like, all the money, all the glam. Don't worry about the fact that there are indictments pending. And now I'm going to yeah. go to trial. And now I'm looking at maybe six years. And now my uh, assistant, Stu Chains, is um, turning against me. Sidebar as well. He should. My God, this is like no joke. Yeah. Very serious shit. But it truly does not look good for her. And yet she's pretending that literally everything is fine, but also sign up for her GoFundMe. So I don't, Uh, I mean, I don't, it's, she is in a different, I feel like an entirely different arena from a ego personality perspective that I don't Mm -hmm. even think Erica is in. Right. It's going to be a wild ass watch. Like the press alone Especially if she's lost those high powered, pricey attorneys. Yeah. I don't know who's advising her. Who the fuck knows who's advising Erica? Mm-hmm. My God. Um, is there not strategic crisis PR people available on Craigslist? Like, could we, like, we not get a Intern. little bit of a discount? Know, yeah. Well. Um, my God, get one of Sonia's interns and just yeah. put them to work. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Uh, but it's going to be wild to watch it play out. I mean, you also had something on social about the moment where Erica is on the hilltop talking about, Tom's brain injury and her thoughts, her hypothesis that his altered uh, state and approaching dementia, or I, I don't want to diagnose him, but whatever the physical condition was um, exacerbated or, or actually not even exacerbated, but created mm-hmm. the problem of him maybe purloining funds and, And you pointed to, because she was saying like as of the last couple years, but you were pretty quickly able to fact check that and say actually these lawsuits alleging misappropriation began many, many years prior to the last three to four. Is that right?
1: Yeah. I think the first one was like 1983. And who knows, like <laughs> every lot, you know, 10
0: years before I was born, maybe fifteen. Law- yeah. Just kidding.
1: The lawsuits could be, you know, they're not all legit, you know, obviously they come from every angle, but mm-hmm. I mean, there's probably 50 of them from the eighties on mm-hmm. and they got really, there was a lot of them the couple of years after he married Erica, which I thought was an interesting mm-hmm. Point, but and the whole fact that he's been whining and dining the people in the bar and mm. you know throwing huge parties for them and and they've uh, admitted that everything was handled incorrectly which is probably a, a, you know a gross in- understatement but yeah just knowing like okay so even though he got away with you know even though he came out on top of these lawsuits was that legitimate or was that because he had connections that i mean it's pretty clear that he had connections all the way to the top the chief of police that he was close with in that one episode that's been brought up a few times um how do you drive off a cliff and it's not a police report you know did you drive off a cliff Mm -hmm. that's like there's just so Mm -hmm. many questions like if he did drive off a cliff why wasn't it reported and okay because you had connections or it didn't happen so if one or the other neither one looks great so yeah um it's the kind of stuff that you sound crazy if you talk about until it's proven because it's like mm-hmm. so wild like mm-hmm. oh the state bar was giving him passes that sounds ridiculous They they would never do that but coming out that's now that they did coming out yeah. now that they did and it makes it hard to believe really anything but yeah so it was I mean it's yeah it was almost like when his brains you know when he had his traumatic brain injury he almost it sounds more like he was no longer as good at keeping up with mm. the lies and you know and then maybe that's when things started to fall apart is more what i'm seeing Badly. that is
0: such a good point that is such a good point um i think that could be absolutely spot on that's why it all went to shit Not mm-hmm. because he was behaving erratically but maybe he was behaving erratically and it just didn't help it it wasn't as good at protecting mm-hmm. him from what was really uh going to happen regardless you know like crimes be crime and is my new favorite phrase and he was he was very good at it before and it just left him not incapacitated but altered enough Mm -hmm. for other people to really begin to prove what so many people had been shouting from the rooftops for many years
1: yeah the crack got bigger and yeah
0: um, I do need to shout out a friend of ours, um, Kiki, also known as the talk of shame, who put up, I think, a TikTok, but also like a real um, technology is hard. But she actually drove this past weekend to experience the switchback behind Tom's so house amazing. It's so amazing. Mm -hmm. My God, talk about investigative journalism at its finest. And it was actually very scary Mm. because there were an assort, an array of cliffs, like things to drive off. And it looked fucking scary. Mm -hmm. And if you are regardless of how many years that you live there but even maybe especially 30 plus and you feel very comfortable with these Mm -hmm. things but maybe you're not you know clocks ticking a little bit and Mm -hmm. then you know like you're not driving for lack of a better term Mm -hmm. uh at full speed there you're just kind of like meandering around the neighborhood you make one wrong turn Mm -hmm. and it is a scary space so when it comes to that he drove off a cliff I know how wild that is but like seeing the video of them driving obviously very responsibly but just like around that area Mm -hmm. I highly encourage people to watch it because I was like shooketh um yeah, I'm, and also as like a. I live in New York City because I nobody wants me operating behind yep. a, like Tom on his worst day is like my goal was my goal in Driver's Ed, but like I'm from Rhode Island, we're used to roads, so to see what the hell is happening in Los Angeles, let alone wherever the fuck they live, is like at at Girardi Central is. I was like, what the hell? How do people even? Even the the few times that I've been to L.A. when people Mm -hmm. drive through, like, the Hollywood Hills or whatever, I'm like, this is illegal. This is not
1: good. Terrifying.
0: Yeah, absolutely terrifying. Um, yeah. Listen, I, I I feel like this is like a more to come, guys. I'm gonna talk more about Potomac on um, Patreon, and what an episode that was, my fucking lord. But I love talking about the Erica it all because I feel like it's so interesting, and it's mm-hmm. great to hear your perspective both about Erica and Tom and Sonia Rita. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> and so much more. Can you tell the people how to follow you on? So- Social and what they can look forward to some upcoming yada yada
1: sure um, I'm on Instagram as space reality 16 and also on Twitter as space reality 16 uh, and yeah I mainly just make memes about housewife situations and relatable content and I'll do a deep dive every now and then also free Brittany course mm. all the way Hashtag free Brittany yeah, so yeah that's Me in a nutshell.
0: (laughs) Love that. And guys, while you're on social following Face Reality 16, give me a little follow at Dame Mm -hmm. Galley. Let me know your thoughts and feels. Dollar. send me your satchels um patreon.com the number one best way to support the pod with exclusive bonus episodes invites to special events and more you can find that at patreon.com slash andy's girls and let me know your thoughts and feels about the upcoming episodes of new york beverly hills and your thoughts on potomac before i record the next ag you guys know i love some satchels of gold and i love to hear from you and eliza thank you so much for coming on ag your first time how do you yeah.
1: Oh, that was awesome. Thank you so much. I love the psychological breakdown (laughs) of housewives. That's my favorite. (laughs) Amen.
0: The examination of it all. Guys, um, I hope you are staying safe and staying sane, getting vaccinated, if you can, so that we can have BravoCon 2022, please. And we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Oh, oh,